Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Radio Vet is on the air on CPL Radio, our premiere, our preeminent, <laughs> our towering show about the little critters in our life, and sometimes the very large critters in our life. Right. So, Dr. Kelly is here, and thank you for coming by again to uh, educate us. You're welcome. Make us better pet owners. Yes, on this snowy Halloween. What in the... I don't... I mean, yeah, we're recording this on, uh, you know, on the day when it's an inexplicable... It was all trick, no treat today, that's for sure. So, anyway, what have you brought for us today? Uh, today, I would like to talk about the fungus among us. <laughs> you would. Yes. <laughs> well, what what specific fungus fungi well, are we talking about? <laughs> we have um, some common, what more topical fungal infections, mainly in our dogs, but we also have some serious systemic ones in dogs and cats that oh. are that we can find right here in Wisconsin. Oh, so I thought I would talk about those. Um, so something that's interesting about fungal species in general is that when they are in the environment, they are in their fungal phase or form um and uh, they produce spores infective sure. spores absolutely once they get into a living body and are incubated at body temperature they turn into their yeast phase so you may not have realized that fungus and yeast are really two dif- two different forms of the same, same thing right right yeah. right just uh, manifesting itself uh, ready to make bread <laughs> <laughs> wrong yeast wrong yeast <laughs> yeah exactly so i thought that was something new to me in veterinary school i Excellent. had no idea yeah no that's yeah. first time first time hearing of this <laughs> yeah where have i been all, all this time <laughs> so uh probably the most common fungal infection we see every single day in small animal veterinary practice are yeast infections in dog ears So especially dogs with the flop over kind of ears, uh, ears that don't stand up straight and have airflow through them regularly. Sure, sure. Um, When these dogs bathe 
and maybe get some water, some extra moisture down in their long ear right. canals. Right. Um, maybe several days to a week later, some of them get yeast infections oh, in no. their ears. Um, the other common what predisposing factor for um, yeast infections in dog ears would be allergies. Dogs who have hay fever or environmental or food allergies sure. get very itchy ears. And when the ear skin is inflamed, the environment of the ear is altered and yeast can take advantage of that. No good. So allergic dogs and dogs who've recently had baths are the ones right. who commonly get come in with yeast infections. Overly clean or overly allergic. Yeah. Uh, one, or the, one or the other. Um, so that's the most common. But more serious um, fungal infections from the environment. Um, a big one, the biggest one in our pet cats, the most common fungal infection is called cryptococcosis Ew. or crypto for short. Yuck. Um, there's over 37 species. It exists worldwide. But where it really likes to exist most commonly is in old pigeon poop. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> pigeon well. coops, uh, you know, places where pigeons congregate and have droppings that sit around for a long time. That's where you're going to find crypto. And it will port its way over to cats because cats like birds? Yeah, so cats <laughs> who are, out, cats who are outdoors, you know, hunting for their sure, lunch, sure. Um, may frequent places where the pigeons congregate, huh. you know, especially if they get fed like at a park or something. Absolutely. Um, the way that these spores get from the pigeon poop into the cat or dog mm. uh, would mainly be by inhalation. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, it can also occur by having some kind of like penetrating wound and so it can be yes. injected into the skin by like stepping on a thorn or something like sure, that as sure. well. Now if you have a cat with this what uh, what can you expect? What kind of uh, well, enjoyable uh, yeah, symptoms. Side symptoms? Yeah, yeah, so in general fungal infections produce are slow to produce symptoms. Um, this one crypto crypto takes 2 to over 13 months to incubate before That's you get symptoms. Amazing. It's a slow wow. growing fungus Fungi are very slow growing compared to bacteria. The creeping crud. Very slow. <laughs> anyway, um, they produce just these general nonspecific signs like fever that goes up and down, appetite, weight that's bad, weight loss. Uh, but most um, produce uh, lung or nasal symptoms okay. in cats. So chronic nasal drainage, sure. sneezing, uh, respiratory things, in other words. Um, I'm so grateful to have an indoor cat. Well, that's a good, <laughs> good thing to accident? bring up. Oh, yeah, a different, a different fungal infection. <laughs> Maybe I'm not so glad. Okay, what, what, a different fungal infection that, that also affects both dogs and cats called histoplasmosis. Thirty-eight percent occurs wow. strictly indoor cats because this stuff is in the air. Uh, crypto, for example, it doesn't just live in old pigeon poop. It okay. also likes decaying wood, freshwater, seawater, tree bark, and this one makes me laugh air. <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, not much we can do about that whole oxygen thing yeah, anytime soon. So when you soon. open and close your doors and fresh air gets inside, sometimes fungal spores blow in. Jeez. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Well, it's not fair. <laughs> you spend a lot of money at our houses and we don't want all that uh, yeah, crypto flying in the door, you exactly, know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so cats are 10 times more susceptible to crypto than dogs. Most of them get respiratory infections. Maybe half of them get um, skin infections on the face, ears, or paws. There's huh. some beautiful pictures of cats who have the skin on their nose affected. They have these Rudolph-looking noses. Oh, the, the charming. Uh, uh, infection <laughs> right under the skin on the bridge of the nose, making the bridge of the nose or the tips swell up profusely. Oh. It's ridiculous looking. Yeah. Um, 
16 to 40, this is a wide range, percent will involve the central nervous system. That's Ooh. bad. Yeah, that yeah, sounds problematic. Absolutely. Um, dogs who catch this one only have a 20, per, 20 to 30 percent treatment mm-hmm. success, so pretty bad for them. Easy, to, uh, easy to diagnose? Um, most of these fungal infections, after, um, you know, initially they look like more common things like bacterial infections, like respiratory. And oh, sure. so the diagnosis is often a multi-step of eventually we get there kind of mm. situation. Um, but surprisingly, the best tests are testing for the presence of the fungus in urine. Okay. Those right. are the most accurate. So Yeah. Right. So yeah, there are good diagnostic tests. That's but good. it's you're not always suspicious of the right thing at first. Right, right, yeah. right. So you don't think about that uh air air uh carried fung fungi right, yeah, its way you, in the door. Exactly. So. <laughs> um the one I briefly mentioned, histoplasmosis affects again cats a little bit more than dogs. This one typically is in the river valleys of the Ohio, Mississippi, and Missouri rivers. Oh, interesting. Also right. likes bird but also bat droppings so caves are a good place to get it caves chicken coops farms um again the spores are in the environment they're inhaled usually starts in the lungs but can affect the gi tract especially in dogs oh boy uh yeah um liver and spleen can get involved um treatment for all of these fungal infections is quite long and drawn out for this one it's over six months Jeez. Yeah. Dogs have a fair to good prognosis if only their lungs are infected, but pretty poor if their GI tract is infected. Really? Cats, fair to good. And this is the one where 38% of the cats who were diagnosed were strictly indoor. Yeah. Wow. I know. Have you seen much of this in um, your, over in Mequon there? I mean, is that... Not those two. I do remember seeing cryptococcosis in the eye of a cocker spaniel in school came in with acute glaucoma and it turned out to be cryptococcosis. Wow. Yeah. So there is a different fungus in Wisconsin that's far more common that Uh um, I will talk about, but that one is that one some of the listeners have probably heard of, especially people that go up north. (laughs) Well, we're going to unveil that fungus (laughs) right after this message when we come back. More fun with fungi. Hey, that was fun to say. All right. You give me all kinds of opportunities for bad puns today. All right. Here we go. Dr. Kelly, where we put the fun back in fungus. Hey, it gave me a chance to do that. So anyway, you got another one for us. We're back from the break. One more, one more big one. This is the big one in our state. Um, This is a fungus that is endemic in the Great Lakes area, as well as a few other places around the U.S. It is good old Blastomyces dermatitidis, or Blasto for short. Yes. (laughs) Sounds like the worst of the bunch. Like that. (laughs) This we do see here. Um, especially in dogs who go with their owners up north to a cabin where there are many little lakes because it loves to live in the soil around lakes. Oh, boy. Um, The majority of humans and pets who are infected with this uh, live within a quarter mile of a lake. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yes. Um, So... 
there's, let's see, the the fungal or spore form in the environment, the yeast form once it gets into the body, just like all these others. And while these infections can affect both people and pets, they're not zoonotic, meaning you don't catch them from your pet who has it. You uh, catch it from the same environment okay, so where they caught it. Hanging around the same lake, yeah. you're going to get the same blast. Inhaling the same <laughs> stuff from the soil. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. No, and that um, is probably why... Dogs who tend to get all of these fungal infections are young, large breed, more male than female, um, pointers, hounds, uh, dogs whose noses are to the ground. They like to get in and yeah, dig. Get and in there. dig yeah, and yeah. ruffle up stuff into Absolutely. the air. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So blasto most commonly gets in the lungs. 95% of dogs with blasto have abnormal chest x-rays, even if they don't have respiratory signs. So respiratory signs are a big group of symptoms. Sure. Uh, but... Another way that it's sometimes found is with a, a chronic skin wound that weeps and just won't heal. Mm. So it can be in the skin because either uh, it was injected through a little minor wound sure. and it's just in the skin right there at the moment. Uh, but it can spread either through the blood or through the, the lymphatic system um, to places like the lungs, the eyes, the lymph nodes, the central nervous system. Bone is another big place Ooh. to find it. Yeah. That sounds like an ugly uh, place to skin. find it. I have a patient right now who has a um, chronic blasto in her in a toe bone. Oh my. Uh, she was in she was diagnosed originally over over a year ago. And treated successfully. Her treatment was three to four months, which is typical. She tested negative when the treatment was over. Nine to 12 months later, she has it again. Same spot because it never really went away. Now she's in treatment for six months. Yeah. When we say treatment for six months, what does that entail? What are we talking about here? She's taking an antifungal twice a day, every day, orally. A capsule of some sort, I'm assuming. Yeah. The uh, Mm -hmm. owner gets to somehow shove. I mean, again, wrap it in peanut butter or whatever. Right. Wrap it in uh, meat. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And this is a dog who goes up to a cabin. Up to a cabin. Uh, Up north. (laughs) Up north dogs. And it showed up in a toe bone because she probably stepped on something yeah Yeah, exactly and we're very grateful that it's not in her lungs because that's more serious absolutely um most dogs who survive many dogs i shouldn't say most but many dogs who survive blasto lose an eye to it really yeah because it loves to go to the eye it causes uveitis it causes glaucoma it causes blindness it serves as a hiding place for it. So if that uh, dog with the blasto in the toe yeah. uh, scratches herself, will it then spread to parts that she's scratching if she cuts herself open? No, with that? Okay, not so that not way. Like, okay, no, it, okay. it can only, it once it's inside like her bone like it is, it can only spread via the blood okay. to other places or the uh, like the lymphatic system, lymph node system. Sure, sure. Um, and would if kept untreated, correct? Yes, yeah, it would. Yeah. And it would. Yeah. yeah. And so she was diagnosed because she was limping. Oh, boy. And, you know, we took an x-ray and, oh, there's a a spot in her bone where the bone um, structure is altered and there's some proliferative changes around it, meaning the bone looks like it's being eaten away, but then the surrounding area looks like there's new bone forming. Oh, wow. So it's a lytic proliferative lesion that looks very, very similar to our most kind of, our most common kind of bone tumor, an osteosarcoma. Okay. Okay. So it really takes a biopsy to tell the difference um, in the old days. Now we have this great urine test for blasto. Right, (laughs) right. (laughs) We can do that now rather than getting a chunk of bone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But the treatment 
when cats catch it, the, tr- the prognosis is bad. Uh, when dogs catch it, it really depends um, on where it is, how successful treatment is. Um, if it gets into their central nervous system, then eh, not so great. Really? Yeah, wow. not so great. I no, had, no treatment? Is there's no... Oh, there's the treatment's the same. It's whether or not they'll do okay and, oh, okay. and, so, and you know, go it's on pretty and aggressive. truly get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so up to 48% of dogs get eye involvement, sure. and a large number of them will lose an eye in the long run. And that will they will be healed, yeah. they will be cured, but they'll be they'll only have one eye. <laughs> right. Has this toe patient uh, exhibited any eye? No, thankfully, good, it's good, been okay. limited to bone in her case huh. both times. You know, so she had her initial infection, and then she didn't get a new infection. She had a what a relapse. Okay. Yeah, right. A right. relapse. Boy. Yeah. Um, Insidious stuff. I know. So Blasto <laughs> has a five to twelve week incubation period. That's lightning fast yeah, for for a fungal uh, infection. Sure, sure. Uh, dogs are treated for two to six months. Eighteen to twenty two percent have a relapse. Wow. So she was one of that She's in, in that, the eighteen uh, to twenty two percent exactly. Cats when they catch it, forty one percent get it in the central nervous system, which is why it's a much worse prognosis wow. for for our kitties. It's got to be well. I don't know. I was say rarer for a Cats yes. Get it? Yes. Mean, okay. Thankfully, because they don't yes. snoof around as much as dogs do. Yeah. Especially by light, by hate water. I mean, by and large. So uh, right. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So it's a combination of lifestyle and bad luck. <laughs> it's <laughs> just like a lot of things. It's it always <laughs> describe my uh, my mo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Um, I had one patient years ago who actually, a dog, who actually did lose an eye to it, but she also had it in her brain. She was cured. She healed. She made it. Wow. But she had severe separation anxiety from then on. Really? And I do think it's I like a brain, really uh, suspect it was related. Yeah. yeah. I really suspect that there wow. was some relation there. Yeah. Oh, I suppose it's like humans now. You hear in uh, like a lot of in Texas, we have warm water laying there, and we get those crazy what do they call it like brain eating algae or whatever. Oh, amoeba. Amoeba. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like that's just. I mean, you hear that, you think it's like a horror movie. I know. And, we uh, are. We walk around blissfully unaware. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you listen to the radio vet with Dr. How Kelly. Much, <laughs> how many microscopic things are right on us and just in us and to around take us, us out. all the time that our immune system protects us from? Yeah. Or, and that just dumb luck too, <laughs> right? That's exactly what it is. You know, I mean, you hear. I remember hearing seeing the article about the most recent uh, victim of that brain eating uh, amoeba. Mm. They say, "Well, what can we do to uh, avoid that?" And they're like, "I have, nothing, yeah. I have nothing for um, you. Never, never have fun. <laughs> never have fun. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? Live I in mean, a bubble. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, so, uh, I'm yeah. working on that myself right now. So, that's, that's just me. <laughs> I also brought some just kind of general fun facts well, to good, finish up with because to, the fun guy are kind of from not fun, that fun. From funky to fun. <laughs> That's what we do here at the radio show. Um, So people, dogs, cats, and almost all mammals, our neck bones are made up of seven vertebrae. We have seven cervical or neck. Across the board. Neck vertebrae. Okay. Manatees only have six, and there's one (laughs) kind of sloth that has nine. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Giraffes. Yeah. How many would you think they have? I'm going to probably double digit those that, that bunch. We're going to go up to like 13, 15, something like that. They have seven. 
They have seven as just well. Just like all the other just mammals. Just spaced uh, yeah. differently. Not uh, spaced differently, no? just longer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Let me yeah. ask you, okay, as a, as a person who's been through the entire veterinary uh, schooling, have you ever treated an animal as exotic as a giraffe? Have you ever been in the uh, same? Yes. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, as a student, yes. as a fourth year student, I did a two week internship at the Milwaukee County Zoo. Okay. Yes. What did you treat during that two week uh, period? Oh, let's see. We had to do, let's see, surgery on a broken bat wing. (laughs) Wow, how'd that go? uh, I think it went well. We had um, an intestinal surgery on a wombat. And we had lots and lots of like blood draws on birds who were coming in and going into quarantine. Okay. Uh, we had to do a nail trim on a grizzly bear. I was just going to ask, anything lethal? Anything da- <laughs> that was fun. I'm assuming that uh, uh, some sort of uh, drugs. You know, drugs, drugs were involved, <laughs> both for all of you, not just the grizzly. <laughs> uh, it was it was a relatively quick, um, interesting procedure. The, the bear is used to having his little dicks paper Dixie cup of honey passed to him through the bars, well, yes. oh, which yeah. he completely consumes all of, <laughs> falls asleep. Very good. We go in, someone has a bolt cutter, because that's what his nails are trimmed with. <laughs> oh, and unfortunately, this is the scary part, someone has a shotgun against his skull the whole time. Really? Or a high-powered rifle, I Unbelievable. Yeah. That's because pretty fascinating. bears, when they are waking up from anesthesia, <laughs> yeah. they don't move until they're ready to stand. Oh, so you just don't know. So if they move, that's it. We're, yeah, we're done. <laughs> the entire yeah. second year veterinary uh, yeah. class so. was devoured today. But it was mauled <laughs> yeah. today. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so that that was probably the most memorable procedure. That's great. Well, I would imagine so. Oh, um, other little things. Dogs do not have collarbones. But they have collars. Cats, cats do have collarbones, but they're not connected to any other bone. They're just floating. floating. That's weird. And that so that they can squish in right. narrow spaces. That's so cat-like. Yes. Just have weird um, bones. Guinea pigs, humans, and other primates are the only ones who can catch, get scurvy, a, a low, you know, too low vitamin C. That is true. Everybody else makes their own makes vitamin their C. their own, you know. People, yeah. primates, and guinea pigs have to eat it, and we're the only ones. Back in our guinea pig days, yes. we had four. Uh, we used to have, they gave us vitamin C drops that yes. we used to have to put in their water, and uh, we, didn't, we did that sort of on and well, off. Well, and if you, you know, feed them guinea pig pellets, pellets have and you're mean. careful not to accidentally buy rabbit pellets, which look the same, right, 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 they're right, supposed right. to have vitamin C in the pellets. Absolutely. Yeah. There we are. Um, and the last, the last very fun fact. <laughs> Here it comes, folks. <laughs> um, wombats are a, an Australian marsupial. Yes. And they are bigger than I thought. They're like, 44 to 60 pounds they oh. look like they look like bears they okay. burrow yeah um they are they are a prey species for the tasmanian devil and the oh. um wild dogs the dingoes that we they all, have over there we all gotta eat and uh <laughs> they have very slow digestion so dogs oh. and cats when they eat a meal the waste is coming out 24 hours later yep when wombats eat it's 14 to 18 days days and it's so dried out and compacted that they poop cubes 
Wow, that's very, very, <laughs> um, that's uh, just great because it's so uh, you know efficient. I like that. So now that it's, it's sitting, sitting in there for 14 days, are they getting extra nutrients then? Are they, uh, or is uh, it just, this is just languishing? <laughs> well, it's drying out and <laughs> becoming square. Much, it's becoming square, which is very, that's nice because you could actually, you could build things with that. You could actually make a, a wombat house. I, you know, I, oh, only I, would I don't know. There. That doesn't sound efficient. That sounds... <laughs> Problematic and yeah, gross. slow, really slow. <laughs> what's, taking, what's taking the house so long? Well, <laughs> we get one brick every 14 days. <laughs> That's what we do here at uh, the Radio Vet um, Radio Show. Um, good stuff. Well, thank you. Um, you know, I was going to ask about guinea pigs because I'm oh, fascinated yes. by them. Do you see a lot of them in your practice? Uh, not a lot. Maybe okay. maybe one out of every hump. Oh, 100 or so, 150 pets is, okay. a, is a guinea pig. I do like them a lot. They're really they great. Were, it was my animals. first pet. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what kind of treatment do you have to do for them then? And do people come in, bring them to put them down like when they're yes. maybe suffering? And, Occasionally, okay. yes. Although... Okay. Prey species, including guinea pigs and rabbits and hamsters and whatnot, they tend to die unexpectedly and suddenly. They check out so on their own. You yeah, don't yeah. often wind up having to bring them in. It's Very more good. of a surprise. <laughs> okay, um, right. But day. they get um, some common things. They get respiratory infections. Yes. They get malalignment of teeth that then have to oh, be trimmed regularly. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, they get uh, some common external parasites when you mm-hmm. open a new bag of bedding and you have mm. more bad luck or uh, heart failure. Heart failure. Yes. Guinea pigs. Um, I've had one guinea pig who did very well taking some good medication for heart failure. Wow. Lived, lived an, you know, an extra year and a half, a which is a big chunk of a guinea pig's yeah. life. <laughs> Huge part. <laughs> and you have to have a, like a little guinea pig defibrillator in the corner. That's no fun. So there we are. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for all the wonderful information today, Doctor Kelly. That's always a fun episode that we do here on CPL Radio. It's the Radio Vet. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.